Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Christmas Eve Service with Pastor Azzalini. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. attention this morning to the book of Luke chapter 2 and we are going to read verses 8 through 11 Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 11 then we will also read Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. But we'll begin in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. If you have it, say amen. If it's on the screen, say amen. All right. That's why the first one was so weak. I was like, I bet it's not on the screen yet. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. While you're turning there, uh, I just want to give glory to God for our 22-minute drive to church this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And I want to thank all of you. Thank this wonderful congregation uh, for blessing us, for loving us, for giving us such a beautiful Christmas gift, and for supporting our family as we transitioned down here to Ironton and to fulfill God's call in our life to be here as pastors. Uh, You all have been so kind, so patient, so supportive, and we are so excited to be here and to be moving into 2024 with all of you. Amen. Praise God. All right, let's try it again. If you haven't, say amen. That was good. Beginning with verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. You know, sometimes you don't know how to react when you have an unexpected encounter with the divine. Mm-hmm. And the angel said unto them, let me tell you something, when you have an experience with God, it'll always be followed by instruction on how to respond. The angel of the Lord said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. If you'd go with me to Isaiah chapter 9, and I'll read verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it to establish it with judgment with justice from henceforth even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this 
powerful scriptures we've read here today. And I want to preach to you on this thought, great joy. Great joy. Would you pray with me before we're seated? Jesus, we love you. Lord, we're so thankful to be in your house with your people here today. God, so thankful for the opportunity to come together and celebrate you today. God, I pray that your word, your message, your intended agenda for this service would be accomplished here today. Have your way in our midst. We surrender to you. We humble ourselves to you. Let your word speak to us today with clarity, with precision, and with power. Let it move us, oh God, in Jesus' name. And let the church say, amen. Give the Lord another great hand clap of praise as you're seated. Tidings of great joy to all people. Hallelujah. Have you ever heard someone say, well, I got good news and I got bad news? Right? How do people usually respond? Give me the bad news first. I heard some of you say it differently, but... Usually, what I hear people say is, give me the bad news first. We think the good news last will help us recover from the bad news first. Our world, whether they realize it or not, lives under a cloud of bad news. And no, I'm not talking about the corruption in Washington, the war in Israel, the violence in our streets, the invasion of our southern border, Sky-high inflation, a weakening nation that has lost its way and the host of other problems going on in our world. That's not what I'm referring to. The bad news I'm referring to is the root cause of all of the above. The world we currently live in has chosen to accept sin as their baseline. The bad news is most people are living under the delusion of sin and under a sentence of condemnation and they don't even know it. Why? Why has our world chosen to live this way when the evidence overwhelmingly proves that the wages of sin is death? Because people want to decide for themselves what is right and what is wrong. They want to be their own tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They want to be their own judge and jury. They want to dictate for themselves how they should live. What is right? What is wrong? What is righteousness and what is not? What is holy and what is not? The Bible says it this way in Judges chapter 21 and verse 25. In those days, there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. People want to be the king of their own lives. They want to rule and reign in the matters of their own heart. But Jeremiah 17 and 9 says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? 
If my heart is deceitful above all things, it's more deceitful than our fake news media. It's more deceptive than slick politicians and high-paid lawyers. If my heart, your heart, is that deceitful and desperately wicked, how can I think being king of my own life is a good idea? I'm not qualified to be the king of my life. I'm not qualified to decide for myself what is right, what is good, what is righteous, and what is holy. I need a king. I need the word of a king. I need a God to save me, and I need a Lord to lead me. Hallelujah. So today, I bring you glad tidings. I've come with good news for greater faith today. The King of kings and the Lord of lords is in this house today. Hallelujah. And if you will give your heart to him, he will forgive you. He will save you. And if you allow him, he will be Lord of your life. So many people want a salvation experience, but want to continue being their own king. They want forgiveness, but cling to the throne of their own self-righteousness. But I've come with good tidings today. And these good tidings, the very tidings your heart wants you to avoid, are the very tidings that will bring great joy into your life. When I let God be Lord of my life, I open the door to great joy. When I surrender my crown to the king, I step in to a world of great joy. I've got good news today and don't have to decide. You don't have to decide for yourself. Mm, you ready? This is it. You don't have to decide for yourself what is right and what is wrong. You don't have to write your own statutes or standards of living holy, living righteous, because he has already done it for you. Before he ever saved you, he left a plan for you to live by. And this plan will lead you into great joy. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is nothing in this world that will bring you more joy 
than walking in the truths of God's word. Hallelujah. King David's greatest sorrows came from following his heart. When King David followed his heart, it cost him a baby. It cost him a grown son. It cost him betrayal. It cost him a kingdom in disarray and much, much heartache. When he usurped the kingdom of his own heart and dethroned the Lord and said, I'm going to do what my heart wants to do. His world spun into chaos. When he was ready to let God be Lord of his life again, do you know what he prayed? He cried out to God and said, Restore unto me the joy, the joy, the joy of thy salvation. You know what he was saying? He was saying, God, I figured out that doing it my way only produces sorrow and chaos and pain and turmoil. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I don't just want you to save me, but I want you to be Lord of my heart. I want you to help me live right. I want you to help me talk right. God, I want you to show me the statutes of your word. He prayed, God, reveal to me your word. He said, open up this book and allow me to behold wondrous things with my eyes. You know what he was doing? He was saying, God, show me new ways to please you. God, show me new ways to obey you. God, show Show me how I can live a life uh, that is pleasing to you. uh, Because in living uh, in obedience to God, uh, I will have uh, joy uh, in my salvation. Hallelujah. 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 Clinging to your own way of doing things will rob you of what God has promised you. And that promise is great joy. Mm, I'm doing pretty good on time. Hallelujah. I got time for a little ad-lib. I'm going to go off my notes here for just one moment. And I'm going to tell you what I prayed in that prayer room this morning. I said, God, give them the power to let go. I said, God, there are people right now that they're holding on to you and they're holding on to something else that is holding them back. It never ceases to amaze me how people can come into the house of God with their life a mess, their family broken, everything upside down and caused by sin. But when it comes time to let him be Lord of their life, they just love that crap.
crown of their heart too much to let the word have authority and be and be able to speak into their lives about Christian living every single day. But let me tell you, it's in the Christian living where you have joy. It's in allowing him to order your steps every day where you have joy. It's in the power of letting go of self and saying, God, if holiness is what you want, then holiness is what I'm going to embrace if righteousness is what you desire God then I'm going to allow you to define righteousness for me hallelujah the promise of great joy it's the joy you felt in waters of baptism the joy you felt when you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. You want to know how to keep that joy in your life? Search His Word and look for new ways to please Him, to live for Him, to obey Him. If you love me, obey my commandments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When pastor teaches or preaches things that step on your toes, that confront your opinion, or push against the way you've always done it, receive it. Walk in it. Because the fruit of it will be great joy. It will. Uh, hey, listen. I know it's Christmas Eve and we're like, hey, what's up with all this? Where's the pretty packaged message that comes tied in a bow? I'm sorry. I didn't bring that for you today. I came to let you know this church is going to the next level again. It's time for another level up. I told you there would be an acceleration when I got here, and we're ready right now to go to the next level. What does that mean, Pastor? That means this word's going to push on you a little bit. That means this truth is going to impinge on your comfort zone. It means this truth is going to say, hey, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Today, I bring you good tidings. These are good tidings. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. There's a religious world out there huh, that balks at what I'm preaching to you today. Huh. It's a world of carnal Christianity huh, that says you can be saved huh, and live however you want to. Huh. I reject that. I reject that ideology. I reject that doctrine. And I receive what the word says. Because when I live according to truth, I will live with great joy. Hallelujah. I bring you good tidings. The word tidings is translated, does anybody know? Evangelize. To bring the good news of salvation. That's what tidings means. And that's what I've come to do today. I've come to tell you that your greatest joy is trusting God with your salvation. Hallelujah. Your greatest joy 
is doing things his way and not your way. Will it be a little painful and uncomfortable at first? Absolutely. That's the crucifying your flesh part. But it will bring joy. And as a matter of fact, it won't just bring joy. It will grow love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and long-suffering. Those are the fruits of a life lived in obedience to God. Good news today is you can have great joy in a life with Jesus. Knowing Him is the greatest joy of my life. Uh, I want you to hear that. That's a bold statement to say in front of your family. This next one may shock you. Obeying Him is the greatest joy of my life. Ah, hallelujah. Obeying him, even when it puts pressure on my loved ones, uh, is still the greatest joy of my life. Obeying him, even when it's confrontational, uh, it's the greatest joy of my life. I want you to all stand with me this morning at 1143. Hallelujah. I'm going to invite our awesome praise team to come. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to turn with me this morning to the book of John, chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Awesome. Beautiful. Hallelujah. 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 John, chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot. Somebody say, cannot. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. I feel the love and mercy of Jesus in this room right now. Obeying these scriptures, God's plan of salvation that he revealed first to Nicodemus. Here in John chapter 3 is the greatest decision you will ever make. And I decide to stop living according to the desires of my heart. But allow the Lord to set up a throne in my life and not just become my Savior through baptism and the infilling of His Spirit, but also become my Lord through daily living. I will have great joy. Hallelujah. We're going to sing today. They're going to sing today. And while they and we are singing, if you have never been born of the water by being baptized in Jesus' name, if you've never been born of the Spirit by being filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm going to invite you to come forward to the front today while they're singing. While the praise team is singing, I will pray with you. We will baptize you in Jesus' name. 
and God will fill you with His Spirit. And it will be the greatest decision that you have ever made. Maybe you're here today and you've already been baptized. Maybe you've already received the Holy Ghost. But maybe you have not yet abdicated the throne of your heart to God. You've been determined to continue living by your own set of standards of righteousness and holiness. But today you're ready to say yes. Yes to great joy. Then I would also invite you to come to the front today and give yourself the greatest Christmas present that you could ever give yourself. The gift of obedience to God. Amen. Every eye closed, every hand lifted across this house. Before they sing, I want you to just lift your voice with me right now. Begin to magnify the Lord. Jesus, we love you. Lord, we praise. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.